Welcome to the Intuitive Hour with psychic medium, author, and intuitive life coach, Michelle Beltran. The Intuitive Hour will empower you to learn how to magnify your intuitive voice. Listen in and expand your understanding of what it means to be psychic and how to awaken, amplify, and trust your inner voice. And so who said intuition is more powerful than intellect anyway? And do you believe that? What if it were true? Let's talk about that today. It turns out that lots of people, very well-known people, have actually said that intuition is more powerful than intellect. It started way back. French psychologist Henri Poincaré made an interesting observation. He noticed that people who were successful in their fields tended to rely more on intuition than intellect. And that's where it all began. At that time, though, this concept was a radical idea. Very outside the boundaries. Most people believed that intelligence and rational thinking were the key to success. But Poincaré argued and believed vehemently that intuition was actually the more powerful, far more powerful than intellect. Over the years, his theory has been proven correct time and time again. So we know intuition is often defined as a gut feeling or a sixth sense, right? It's that inner voice that tells you to do something even if you don't know why. Intuition is different from intellect because it doesn't rely on logical reasoning or analysis. Instead, It's a more primal form of knowledge that comes from your subconscious mind. Intuition is powerful because it can help us make decisions quickly and efficiently. In an instant, we have an answer or a knowing, and we know deep within that it just feels right. When that happens, When we feel that yes energy, it is right. In today's fast-paced world, there's no time to second-guess yourself. You need to be able to trust your instincts and make split-second decisions. Intuition can also help you see things that others miss. You see in between the lines. You see below the layers what's really going on. You feel it in people. You sense things. This is because your rational mind is not clouded by preconceived notions or biases. You're able to see the situation for what it really is. How powerful is that? 
So intuition is often seen as a superpower, something that's only possessed by the lucky few. But what if I told you that everyone has intuition, psychic ability, and it's just a matter of learning how to access it? It's truth. Everyone does have this ability. It's inherent and it's natural within us. Intuition and psychic ability is more than just a hunch or a gut feeling, actually. It's a way of knowing that comes from deep within, as I mentioned earlier, a place where logic and reason cannot always reach. Intuition is often seen as a kind of sixth sense, and it has actually been used by some of the most famous people in history to change our world. Gandhi, for example, used his intuition to lead India to independence from British rule. He was able to see beyond the violence and hatred of his time, and he knew that a peaceful struggle would ultimately be more successful. Martin Luther King also relied on his intuition when he fought for civil rights in America. He had a vision of a world where people would be judged not by the color of their skin, as we know, but by the content of their character. As we've all heard and read, this was a radical idea at that time. But Martin Luther King's intuition told him it was possible. It was in a commencement speech at Stanford University that Steve Jobs said intuition is more powerful than intellect. He talked about the power of following your gut instinct and how it can lead you to success. Trusting that hunch. Listening to that little voice inside your head that tells you what to do. So many people he went on to say, ignore their intuition. Steve Jobs believed that it's one of the most powerful tools we have. If you're not sure what your intuition is telling you, sit down, take a moment, and think about what you want. What are your goals? What are your dreams? And remember, think about what you want, not what you don't want. Often I ask clients and students this very question, and immediately they find themselves going to listing what they don't want. I'm asking you to consider what you do want. Once you know what you do want, it's far easier to listen to your intuition and follow its guidance. Then, trust yourself and let your intuition lead the way. You might be surprised at where it takes you. But the reality is you don't have to be a world-famous leader, motivational speaker, 
spiritual leader, to use your intuition. In fact, you can use it in your everyday life. Everyone can. In order to make better decisions and achieve your goals. Let's talk a little bit about some ways to begin opening up to your intuition and using it from a more general perspective. Do you ever get that gut feeling about something or someone? Tune into that more. That gut feeling, that sense, that's your intuition as we know. It comes from a more authentic place within you. Over time, you'll learn to identify that. If you're not listening to your intuition, it can be hard to discern what it's trying to tell you. So first, make sure that you pay attention to the things that make you feel good. When you're in alignment with your true self, you will feel good and well. Trust those feelings and act on them. It's so trite, but it's so true. And that is, follow your heart. Your heart knows what you want, even if your mind doesn't. When you're trying to make a decision, hold your hand on your heart and tap in, tap deep within that space back behind your heart and ask it to show you, ask it to reveal to you what you need to know. Tap into that heart space. Negative self-talk, it won't work. Intuition is often drowned by low energies or negative talk. If you want to start listening to your intuition, you really need to get rid of the negative voice in your head, that inner critic, if you will, it's been called. Let that go. Allow in pure positive thought only. And love yourself through this, by the way. It can take time to shift into positive thought as your go-to. Be patient. Learning to trust your intuition takes time. So be patient with yourself as you're developing. And don't expect to get things perfect right away. It'll take some time. Last. Practice, practice, practice. The more you listen to your intuition and act on it, the stronger it will become. Make it a daily practice to check in with your intuition and see what it has to say. Psychic ability is something that, as I've mentioned, we all have. But few of us know how to harness it effectively. All right, moving on to what I'm calling some super psychic secrets. A few tips here to really help you access your intuition and get your psychic ability going. All right, the importance of local sidereal time. Did you know that there's a specific time of day 
that is best for doing energy healing or psychic work? Well, there is, and we call this local sidereal time. This can be very beneficial to consider when you're doing any kind of spiritual or psychic work. Local sidereal time is the measure of time based on the position of the stars. Just as the sun appears to move across the sky during the day, so do the stars at night. The term sidereal comes from the Latin word for star. So local sidereal time is literally the time based on the position of the stars. So how can local sidereal time be beneficial to spiritual and psychic work? Well, consider this. When you do any kind of ritual, healing, or spiritual coaching, you are tapping into the energies of the universe. The universe is a vast and ever-changing place, as we know, and the energies that you tap into are always shifting as well. There are points in the day when these energies are most conducive to spiritual work, most open, if you will. By taking local sidereal time into consideration, you can work with the most beneficial energies for your specific situation. So your psychic tip. The best time and most receptive time for spiritual work is as close to 1300 hours local sidereal time as possible. So the next time you sit down to do psychic work, meditation, offer a healing, receive a healing. Try using a local sidereal time calculator to find the closest hour in your area to 1300 local sidereal time. Okay, the power of an energy bubble. How to create and use one for your spiritual work. So when you think of energy, what comes to mind? We rely on energy to power our homes, run our cars, and keep us connected to the internet, for example. But what about spiritual energy? This type of energy is just as powerful as its physical counterpart and can be used for healing and positive transformation. Spiritual energy is a type of vibration. It's higher than the physical world. It can be used to heal, connect with our higher selves, manifest our desires, receive psychic information. When we are attuned to this frequency, we can tap into its power and use it to create positive changes in our lives. So one way to do this is by creating an energy bubble. An energy bubble you can think of as a sphere of light and love that surrounds and protects you. It's like a shield that deflects negative energy 
and allows only positive healing energy to enter. So when working with others or doing your own spiritual or psychic work, you can create an energy bubble around yourself as well as yourself and the person that you may be working with or a group of people that you're working with. To do this, just visualize a sphere of golden divine light surrounding you and or the people that you're working with. See the light glowing and expanding as it surrounds you completely. Once you've created the bubble, visualize it filling with love and healing energy. You can also add your own intention to the energy bubble, such as protection, peace, or abundance. Next, this is a good time to also match the crown chakras between the two of you or the group of you. By this, I mean visualize their seventh chakra, see it in your mind's eye, and discern the color of it. Everyone's chakra has a color. Remember that the seventh chakra is nestled in the top of the head. Visualize this chakra as a circular bubble spinning alive and full of life. Then just let that color come forward on its own, receiving the first that comes to mind. Is it blue? Great. Now, Imagine your own crown chakra as the same color, matching the two. Next, visualize an energy cord connecting your two crown chakras. This is an added way of syncing with this person in a heightened way so that you can ensure accuracy, brevity, clarity as you work with them. I find great success in creating an energy bubble that surrounds the person I'm working with and myself. This powerful energy bubble contains only the most pure, positive, high energy. This also serves to create a space that feels safe and secure I do these things whether I'm working in a medium session or a psychic reading or a healing. It's also very powerful in spiritual life coaching or when you're providing any kind of guidance or counsel to someone. This truly does allow you to quiet outside energies and come to a place of higher knowing and presence. Ensuring pure, positive, good essence at all times. Energy bubbles are a simple yet very effective way to raise your vibration and protect yourself from negative energies that could be lingering. They could be used for healing yourself or others and just an overall great tool to use in your spiritual practice. So give it a try. The next time you feel you might need a little extra support, 
or just want to sink more deeply with the person you're working with. All right, and the last tip of the day, playing an instrument or drawing to quiet the mind before you do your psychic work and how this enhances accuracy. As we know, it's essential to quiet our minds before starting any spiritual or psychic work, simple meditation to release thought is very helpful, but there's something else you can also do that you might find even better for you. Some of the most accurate sessions I have ever had took place on the heels of just a few minutes of piano playing. So consider playing an instrument that speaks to you or even drawing, sketching, doodling, painting. These activities help to still the mind and allow for better concentration. When you're trying to do psychic work in particular, we know that it's important to be in the center of our heads, if you will, stay in a calm and focused space. This can be difficult to achieve if your mind is constantly racing or you're feeling anxious or concerned about the to-dos of the day. As you play an instrument or you draw or paint, these activities help to create a distraction-free space. The thinking mind stops and the music or the art become a kind of meditation. As a result, you're more likely to then be accurate in your psychic readings because you've quieted that left brain You've quieted the thinking mind. High vibration images and pictures and guidance can now come in. There are a few things to keep in mind when using these techniques to improve your accuracy. First, it's ever so important to find an activity, an instrument, an art that you really enjoy and have an affinity for and that truly does help you to relax where you can lose yourself. Also, keep in mind that this is not something to be forced. It's not something to be done for long periods of time. It should be fun. This can actually lead to some more anxiety and make it more difficult to focus if you find yourself feeling like you have to do it. And start with short sessions even shorter than five minutes if you need to, and just let that gradually increase. Last, it's important to be patient when you're using these techniques to improve your accuracy. It can take time, as I've mentioned earlier today. Stick to it and practice regularly, and you will eventually see a difference in your psychic readings and your accuracy. Remember, the intention here is to help quiet the mind, release all thought. We know that we can do this through meditation, but we can also achieve it through the arts and music. The goal here is just simply to quiet the mind. All right. 
There you have it. Three specific tips for you to use to begin accessing your intuition, to open up to it, to begin to realize that it is indeed more important than your intellect. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I welcome any questions, suggestions, or comments about the episode. It's been a pleasure to have you all here today. I look forward to meeting with you next week. If you enjoyed this episode of The Intuitive Hour, please consider following, rating, and reviewing the podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You're welcome to access Michelle's free controlled remote viewing exercise that will empower you to uncover answers to your burning questions about lost objects, events, or people in the past, present, or future. Visit michellebeltran.com to access this free offering and rediscover what was once lost.